0: Today is officially the final day for Kevin Guskowitz as UNC Chancellor. We did just have our first day of classes for the spring semester, but he's wrapping up his tenure in Chapel Hill. He'll start as the Michigan State University president in March. Got an update now for you on the robbery and assault on an officer in Hillsborough that we told you about yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, a suspect was taken into custody 49-year-old Frederick Germain Pullen Jr. of Morrisville was arrested on several charges stemming from the robbery on January 10th. He also had six outstanding warrants for his arrest. Down to Chatham County now, where much of the development in Pittsburgh that's getting buzz is in the Chatham Park area, especially with the major project recently announced, a partnership with Disney to develop on hundreds of acres of land. But a project on the other side of Pittsburgh, just west of downtown, recently received approval and is set to similarly bring an array of new housing options within the next
1: decade. Ninety-seven nine, The Hills Brighton McConnell has the details. Edward Holmes Jr. grew up in Pittsburgh, and he says he remembers when his parents were renting a property on the expansive Reeves Farm in the 1960s. A businessman who ran the Holmes Oil Company for many years before its sale in 2021 He says he has fond memories of running around the farm animals and believes the land provides a beautiful scene as people drive toward the historical downtown of Pittsburgh on US Highway 64 Business. Holmes was approached by the remaining family and landowners of the farm in 2021 when they told him they planned to sell it. He shared some advice with the family about retaining real estate attorneys and seeking national bidders for development. but. As Holmes told the Pittsburgh Planning Board last July, he kept thinking about Reeves Farm and his own idea of how the land could be used. And I decided I want to come and make an offer to buy the property. And I wanted to create a development that would be something I would be proud to be a part of Pittsburgh and say that I helped develop. But also I wanted to integrate it into the character of Pittsburgh and not have it as a separate freestanding community, but have it as part of the fabric or just the extension of Pittsburgh going west. The Reeves family eventually accepted the offer in December, approving nearly 500 acres of land for a $19.6 million sale to Holmes and the father-son pair of Buddy Keller III and Carter Keller. Now, that project's concept is taking shape. Hundreds of housing units of varying types across 360 acres of that property. The Pittsburgh Board of Commissioners approved a conditional zoning request for the Reeves Farm project in mid-November, allowing for neighborhood-style construction and mixed-use development to be built over the next 10 to 12 years. According to concepts presented to the commissioners, the developers plan to build at several levels of density, ranging from single-family homes to duplexes to multi-family buildings. Land planner Jody Lidoff, who is working with Holmes and the Kellers, told the Pittsburgh commissioners that his group, quote, exhausted all the documents on town shelves when it comes to growth frameworks to inform the early concepts for Reed's farm. The common theme? Making different housing types available in order to meet the demands of jobs being created in the region. Chatham
0: County's economic development program over the last year is really pushing the job growth and there is a need for responsive response and housing. So it's just, in our minds, that stewardship of transitioning from a dairy farm to actually a, a neighborhood for the town
1: of Pittsburgh. Both Holmes and Lightoff stress their desire for not just their future neighborhoods to be walkable, but for the development to easily connect to the rest of Pittsburgh's nearby amenities, like the town's Agricultural and Conference Center, Pittsburgh Elementary School, Central Carolina Community College, the County Library, and of course, downtown Pittsburgh. Based on collaboration with town staff and previously taking board feedback into consideration, Reeves Farm received little feedback with the Commissioner's unanimous vote of approval on November 13th. But Commissioner John Bonnets voiced his support for the housing philosophies described by the developers, calling it a commendable approach.
0: I really do love the density. And I would say make it more dense. And and as I said, let's get the lower density transitions and go more to that missing middle. Duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes, or condominiums. Adding more units on fewer acres is, is a good thing because then we're conserving the landscape and appreciating that for what it is.
1: While the project will continue its design phase, much of its construction will be beholden to Pittsburgh's planned sewer expansion after it merged its utilities with the city of Sanford. Kyle Ship, who was mayor-elect at the time, spoke with 97.9 The Hill after the vote and made note of that detail. Ship said, with that in mind, it will be just one element of several changes expected just west of downtown Pittsburgh.
0: You know, this is one of the first projects we've seen come through after the merger. And now that we have a, a pathway to sewer, which of course has been a critical bottleneck for, for a long time. And the Ag Center has a lot of plans to expand as well and add some exhibition areas. And the hope is that this project would have a hotel largely for the Ag Center. So that area of town is going to look very different
1: in 10 years. To see early renderings and the property markings for the Reeves Farm project in Pittsburgh, Visit chapelborough.com. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. Thank you, Brighton. We now have an
0: update from Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools on the situation at Sewell Elementary School. Fifth graders have been walking over to Smith Middle School after attendance for their daily classes this week after a fire Tuesday night left a smoky odor in some of the classroom spaces. Third graders at Sewell have found alternative spaces within Sewell Elementary School, and we learned from the district this afternoon that those modifications will likely remain in place through February 2nd. Up to uh, Alamance County now, where most folks in the Orange County, or uh, several folks in the Orange County community were surprised to learn The Mebane City Council voted unanimously earlier this week to approve a plan to build a Bucky's Travel Center near the I-40 I-85 interchange in Alamance County. The move comes after the Mebane Planning Board recommended against the plan. It's also just under three years ago that Bucky's pulled out of a plan to build near Effland after being unable to come to an agreement with Orange County Commissioners. Dale Edwards is the editor of the News of Orange, and he also covers Mebane. He was not surprised by that unanimous vote. There was probably more surprise that the planning board voted against it in the first place. I think a lot of people were stunned by that. And many of those people, despite the news that the planning board had voted it down, felt pretty confident that um, the city council would approve it. I would say it was a bit of a stretch that anyone would say, yeah, we knew it was going to be 5-0. I'm sure some folks thought that the vote would be a little bit closer based on on the planning board, you know, it was a 5 to, to 0 vote and we're going to be home to the first buckies in North Carolina. It's Dale Edwards of the News of Orange speaking there. You can find the full conversation in the news on the Hill section of chapelboro.com can also read Dale's work at newsoforange.com. Finally now Equality North Carolina has a new interim executive director and it's a familiar name to folks in these parts. Carboro Town Council member Ilyazar Posada will step into that role effective immediately. Congratulations to him. Time now to talk sports. We'll start that conversation with UNC women's basketball as they saw their four-game winning streak come to an end on Thursday evening in Tallahassee. Number 21, Florida State beat number 20, Carolina, 70-62. to Seminoles actually had a 21-point lead in the second half. Tar Heels were able to cut that down to as little as three points. They finally ran out of gas at the end. Here's what head coach Courtney Banghart had to say after the game about what tipped the game in FSU's favor.
2: Obviously a really good team that came out really well in the first, uh, in the first half, they made eight threes and, you know, we're obviously a tough team to score upon. They were really aggressive and the basket looked really big for them at home. Um, And I think it kind of stunned our guys. So it affected how we played offense. You know, we were really, we kind of were a step, we were just played offense stunned really. Um, So you know, we, we, we were able to settle in after halftime and, and give them some remind them of some of the ways that we wanted to play. And um, you know, there's a lot in that locker room, there's a lot of toughness, obviously. Um there's also they made, you know, they, they took better care of the basketball in some of the ways that we asked them to. So set their screens lower. I mean, the stuff that we had kind of prepared them to do. So I'm, I'm leaving I leave this game more hopeful. I don't like giving away opportunities and I felt like this was a every game we play, I think on our schedule is an opportunity. And so this feels like we gave one away. Um, but nothing that's i mean florida state's a really good team especially on the road Um, we had you know we knew we had a big challenge and um i'm even more inspired by what's in that locker room after a night like tonight
0: unc women's basketball head coach courtney banghart speaking there after her team's 70 62 loss at number 21 florida state last night they'll try to get back in the win column on sunday at four o'clock lots of action this weekend for carolina sports the top-ranked women's tennis team kicks off their national championship defense They'll host Elon on Saturday, then Campbell on Monday. Men's tennis is hosting the Tar Heel Invitational starting on Saturday. Looking to today now, the track and field teams up in Blacksburg to face Virginia Tech. Wrestling's hosting Penn today, and then they've got Brown and Harvard tomorrow. And later tonight, the gymnastics squad is in West Valley City, Utah for a quad meet. Of course, there's also men's basketball tomorrow as the Tar Heels will put their five-game winning streak on the line when they host Syracuse. It's a 12 o'clock tip at the Smith Center. Our coverage begins with Countdown Tip-Off with Brighton McConnell at 10.30 tomorrow morning here on your flagship station for UNC Sports, 97.9 The Hill.